Hey, this is Gengar Greasy, and you're listening to the Poke Tower Podcast. Hello, and welcome to episode 115 of the Poke Tower Podcast. I'm your host, Gengar Greasy. If you're new here, we are a collectibles and trading cards podcast. We talk about Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh, Dragon Ball, and Digimon cards. Uh, and anything else that interests us at any given time. Uh, so if you're just now listening, welcome. Hopefully you enjoy the show. If you're a returning listener, thanks for coming back. I appreciate you guys. Um, news this week. We had our 12 days of breaks uh, for the Discord. That was really fun. Um, we didn't get as many bangers. We didn't pull as many good cards as I'd like for for the people that participated. But it was still good. Um, still, It was still a competitive, fun type of game that we got to do and uh, next year we'll do it bigger and better so awesome uh also if you haven't yet please rate like review the video share uh, the podcast do whatever you got to do to get uh, my metrics up it helps me out a lot that's all i ask from you guys okay that's it for the intro um i can't think of anything else Um, we got some cool stuff going on today lots of new products on the way for all the tcgs and uh, we also have um, something I'm thinking about on the graded video games um, scene that, you know, maybe after we do a little researching today, a little digging and brainstorming, we can kind of come to a conclusion. But um, yeah, there's some stuff I'm thinking about with, with new things on the horizon. Uh, but with that being said, let's get into TCG Battle Royale, our first segment of the day. Here we go. TCG Battle Royale. That is our segment regarding the four TCGs we just talked about, Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh, Dragon Ball, Digimon, and their most recent booster releases. Uh, some could be a month old, some could be, you know, a week old. It's just their most recent booster release. Uh, we rank them one through four based on, um, you know, the rarities of the cards that can be pulled, the characters of the cards that are on there, um, the set, right, the, the type of set that it is, the cost of the set, and then just overall popularity, we kind of rank them. So that way, if you're a fan of all four, you kind of have an idea like, where should I go first? And, you know, because it's hard to buy all things all at once all the time. Uh, so that's what this is here for. Getting into it, let's just go right in. Number one this week, I'm going with Pokemon Silver Tempest. Uh, I know we got Crown Zenith on the way, um, but Silver Tempest is doing great. It's doing better. It's doing better than I thought it would have. And that's good. That's good because it's actually got a few decent cards that are that are doing okay, and, and it's been out for you know three four weeks now. So it, that's usually when you start to see stuff kind of decline, but this one's lingering around a little bit longer. Um, so that's that's cool. I'm glad we got you know Silver Tempest has been pretty solid. Uh, not not the best Sword and Shield set, but it is it's up there. It's doing well. So you got case price at six forty eight. Not bad. Uh, box price at eighty three fifty, which is that's a good price. I think that's a, actually not bad at all. If you can find a box for eighty three fifty, you should be buying them, uh, and just hold them. Uh, the top four cards in the set come out to three hundred and sixteen dollars, uh, which would be that Lugia, the Rayquaza V Max, and then uh, you get the trainer there, and then there is the unknown alt. I think is the fourth one, uh, but three sixteen seventy three for those four, and there are thirteen cards in the set that break the fifteen dollar price point. One thing to note. All the fifteen dollar are all the fifteen dollar cards in the set are secret rares, alt arts, uh, with the exception of that trainer right there. I think there's actually hold on, I stand corrected. There's a couple trainer galleries, which if you want to call those alts, you can. Um, but so you know, there's a couple trainer galleries, but primarily it's going to be your alts uh, and your secrets. Um, but pretty pretty good um, considering, you know how Pokemon's been doing in the past. All right, number two this week. We got Dragon Ball Super Fighter's Ambition. Case price, $819. Box price, $9 or $92. Wow, I wish it was nine bucks. $92.22. And then the top four cards in the set, $564.93. Nine cards in the set that break the $10 price point or the $15 price point, my bad. Um, and those are going to be SPRs and secrets. Um, now 
I really wanted to put this one in the number one spot. I really did. But uh, something something has me worried. Uh, if you watch like Dragon Ball news and updates and things like that, as good as Gohan Beast was, he's only in the movie as it stands right now. And if he's not introduced into the anime at some point, and they're talking about timelines and, and retro stuff, you know, like all that different stuff that comes into into play uh, with the manga and everything. The movies are, you know, they, they have they have a lot of, they got a lot of stuff they have to correct. Uh, so this Gohan Beast may lose some steam if the movie is the only little bit that we ever get to him and there's just a mystery about his transformation. We don't know enough. So that's something I'm thinking about, uh, but it's still standing strong. It's still a $300 plus card, which is outperforming the Lugia V from Silver Tempest. Um, I think I think in a year's time from now, I think the Gohan would still be more desirable than that Lugia. But, hold on now, there's a but, because uh, it goes against everything I'm saying. But I could, I could see this Lugia having the Umbreon... Uh, secret rare alternate art effect where it has this plummet below $200 and in a year from now we could see this card back up to four to $600. Um, you're seeing it, you're seeing it in the last few sets with the most popular alternate arts. So that's got me thinking like, hey, maybe Silver Tempest is here to stay. Although I do like Gohan Beast for longevity. However, the problem is, is if, if the franchise in Dragon Ball doesn't give us more on Dragon, you know, Gohan, Beast, his, his virtuoso, right, like, his story, no glory, is not going to be there. So, um, the rest of the set just isn't too intriguing either. I mean, you, you do have the subset of Gohan cards, which I think will be very popular, uh, but it looks like they're a little easy to pull, and they're not as valuable right now as as some people who are hardcore gohan fans may want uh so a lot to be determined there so with all that questioning stuff it's just like mm, go with the tried and true pokemon if you want to take a gamble take a gamble on fighter's ambition in terms of like rising value in the future number three this week we got Yu-Gi-Oh! battle of legends crystal revenge this is the Starlight set that features all five pieces of Exodia, which is massive. I wanted to rank it higher this week. Um, but Yu-Gi-Oh's got some things on the horizon that I think are going to outshine this. And this may be one of those sets that gets forgotten about. Uh, you don't see a lot of people talking about it. Starlights are just a myth to some people, you know, like, so there's a lot that there's just not a lot of shine to it, even though it has a lot of shine. I mean, you just don't see a lot of people talking about it. Um, maybe, you know, that, Yu-Gi-Oh! is what it is. Yu-Gi-Oh! is classy. That's, I've always said it. Yu-Gi-Oh! is very classy. It's not going to be too shiny. It's not going to be too, you know, bougie. It's just, it's there. It puts out good cards. It puts out good rarities. And it serves its fans. Um, but I think, I think the Exodia Starlight Hunt is only for a select few people. And I think most collectors would want to just go for the original pieces. Don't get me wrong, I would I want that. I want to do that, but in terms of prioritization, you got time, right? Like you can wait on these. It's not like a, a rush. I don't think I don't think it's gonna go up crazy in value over time. I think there's other Exodia reprints that would do just as fine. So there's a lot of stuff going on. This is the first starlight of Exodia. I get that, but when you look at when you just rank them against here, it's mainly a demand thing. You just don't see a lot of people talking about Crystal Revenge. And that's not saying that I'm not excited about it. It's just saying, like, when I look across my social medias, no one's talking about it, which is kind of a shame. I think it should do. I think it should do better, but I don't think it's a sleeper. I just think it's an honest assessment of what people feel and what they want to buy. And right now, they're looking at Dragon Ball. They're looking at Pokemon. Uh, case price seven thirty nine. Box price sixty dollars. Top four cards in the set one thousand five hundred eighty three dollars. Uh, and ten cards in the set that break the ten dollar price point. However, the majority of those are all Starlight rares. So. You could get, you could probably get all the Exodia pieces um, for about twelve hundred bucks. I think you can get all the Exodia pieces for twelve hundred. So that's something that's that's something that interests me. I would totally do that uh, over trying to open this set. So 
there's that. Um, there you go. I mean, solid set. I have nothing bad to say about it. It's just competition wise, it's just number three on this list. Uh, number four this week, you got Digimon card game. You got Draconic Roar. It's going to be uh, case price. This is the oldest set on the list, by the way. Case price seven thirty four sixty seven. Box price $54. That's like basically wholesale. Uh, top four cards in the set, $139.76. So you can clear out the entire... You can get both secrets, both alts of the secrets, which are pretty much the top cards there. Um, you can get it for $139.76. Uh, and that's, that's good. Like, again, when I talk about the card in the fourth slot, it doesn't mean it's the worst set. It's just... Usually, it's typically the cheapest one. And the least desirable one, uh, obviously, unless you're playing. But again, there's so much out there right now that, you know, this isn't really groundbreaking in terms of what's in there. Um, so I like value, though. That's the thing. So cheap, cheap to me means value. Cheap does not mean don't buy. Cheap means value. So if you want to get the most out of your, you know, most, most bang for your buck with a $50 bill, that's the best one, right? Um, Case price is a little high, but you get 12 boxes, so, hmm, should be closer to 600-ish, uh, so that's a little funky. Um, I got nothing bad to say about it, you know, I, I haven't opened any Draconic Roar, but uh, it's just, uh, it's low on the totem pole, and that that's where it falls, you know, so. I have I have nothing else to say really. I have nothing bad to say about any of these sets this this week. It's just I think Silver Tempest is really outshining them right now. And that is it for TCG Battle Royale. You got Pokemon Silver Tempest at number one. You got Dragon Ball Fighters Ambition number two. Crystal Revenge for Yu-Gi-Oh at three. And Digimon Draconic Roar at the number four slot. All right, moving on to Pokemon this week. Here we go. Who's that? All right, Pokemon's got some new stuff on the way uh, and possibly a new set called Raging Surf. Um, there's some speculation that this has to do with Dodonzo and Tatsugiri from Scarlet Violet. And you know, most of us in the Discord and uh, listeners, you know, who are into Scarlet and Violet, we're excited for this type of stuff. So we're going to talk about it today. Um, I don't know uh, how much we're going to see here, but. Let me pull up the, uh, where did it go? Interesting. There we go. <clears throat> All right. So this comes from pokebeach.com. And, uh, it's just another one of those trademark filed, uh, articles. So there, this just came out today. Um, but the Pokemon TCG is... Filing a trademark for Raging Surf. Um, we usually discover trademarks four to six months before they go into use. So this could be between May and July that, that we see Japan get it. And then something happens to us, you know, four to six months after that. Uh, that's just kind of how it is. Um, we're not sure what the set name is referring to. It could be Dodonzo and Tatsugiri, which are both water types and Titan Pokemon. This is only speculation. What do you think the set name is referencing? As we announced before, January 20th, we'll see the first Gen 9 set, Scarlet EX and Violet EX. I'm really glad that it has a basic name like that. Scarlet EX, Violet EX. That's a great way to start out a base set. Nothing too fancy. You don't got to do anything crazy. Just Scarlet EX, Violet EX. I really like that. It's clean. It's easy. Um, on March 10th, Japan will then see the release of its first Scarlet and Violet subset named Triple Beat. This is a strengthening expansion set like Battle Region, Dark Phantasm, and Pokemon Go. Okay. Um, we also have some other sets showing here uh, in the future. We've got Snow Hazard and Clayburst, which they're saying is going to refer to some of the legendaries in Scarlet Violet. Um, but, you know, basic information here. Um, it's, it's funny because our next, the next article we're going to be talking about is a sword and shield set. Um, and honestly, I'm like, I'm at a dead tie right now because I think 
Sword and Shield has been so hot and so cold, right? Uh, started off amazing, right? Uh, you're talking the base set, Sword and Shield base set was okay. Um, Rebel Clash, not too hot. Then you go into like stuff like Vivid Voltage, Champion's Path, very hot stuff. You just And then you have Shining Fates, right? Like, um, and then you go further, you know, and you have Evolving Skies. You could even talk about Silver Tempest now. Pretty good stuff, like, you know, battle styles, okay, Chilling Rain, okay, you know, not the best, but they're, like, hot and cold. It's like, if they're going to miss, they miss bad, and then if they got something, they got something. So, that's what I'm going to use this to segue into. Um, this is another article from Cynthia's Ambition. We'll hit the sample again. Pokemon. Pokemon? Another segment here. We got Cynthia's Ambition. This is revealed from Crown Zenith. Galarian Gallery Revealed. Um, you guys have probably already seen this because a lot of you guys are really interested in Crown Zenith. I kind of wrote it off. But I can tell you, regardless of what I say and how I feel, I think this is going to be a pretty hyped up set. Now, depending on how Pokemon plays their rarities, I'm not sure how well the entire set's going to do, but there's a lot of cards in there that I think the market will just decide, hey, this is what we want to pay money for. Um, for example, this Cynthia's Ambition. Uh, you have stuff like this, you know, like that's going to be a big deal. Now, how easily can it be pulled? I don't know, because the set's absolutely loaded. Um, you look at the English cards that have been released so far. You know, you got Radiance. You got V-Stars. You have Trainer Galleries that look off the chain, right? These are really nice cards. Look at the Lapras. Look at the Altaria. Uh, ditto. Look at the Alts right here. So you have like Leafeon. Glaceon, Mewtwo, it's absolutely loaded. If you have no idea what I'm talking about and you're listening on Apple, I highly suggest you hop over to Spotify and or YouTube. Check out these visuals I'm giving you because it's just, the set's absolutely loaded, but how loaded is it? Does every card look like this? Because if that's the case, I know this is like, this is supposed to be the Galarian Gallery, but are we getting... Are these like amazing rares? Like what's what where does this fall? Is this gonna fall in the reverse slot? And it's like, hey, you know, it's a feel good. If you get a cold pack, you get one of these. Then I don't see these doing too hot. But just the way they look, I feel like the market would transcend that. You know what I mean? So what I'm trying to say is like, even if these were easy pulls, much like amazing rares, right? Amazing rares are pretty easy pulls. For a significant amount of time you know more than a few months amazing rares were pretty expensive and people were like wow these are awesome cards then we realized like they're not that hard to pull that's what's got me thinking like where do these fall is it going to be just like brilliant stars where like you know you get them every few packs because that might be okay or like cosmic eclipse you know in a cold pack you may get one of these but it's not guaranteed you know like i don't know um but the more and more i look at this i just you know, I'm not the biggest modern Pokemon collector, but I can be honest and I can say I think this is going to be a hit. I think there's there's just so much going on here. Like, this looks amazing. It's a great looking card. You got Charizard versus Mewtwo. You know, and, and we know that trainer galleries don't do too hot. Usually when a trainer gallery is released, you might have two or three cards out of a 30-card subset that do well. Uh, and that's just completely dictated by the market. Because the pull rates are the same, right? It's no harder to pull a Mewtwo in, in a trainer gallery than it is to pull like a Lapras in a trainer gallery. But us, the market, decides like, hey, this is the rarest card from that subset. That's the one I want. And then, you know, it just drives the price up. Um, I don't know, you know? Because they are the same rarity. They're, they are literally the same rarity. I don't think Pokemon... I mean, the Radiant Charger Bug, that's different. Greedent V is different. But, like, these right here, this GG19, GG17, GG05, they're all from the same subset, which means they're probably inserted at the same rate. Now, it's a matter of luck of which one you get. You know, you, you put in 40 cards in a subset. Yeah, you have a 1 in 40 chance of pulling one pretty hard, given that you even have one in your pack. Like, I, under, I totally understand all that, but I feel like the, these could be... 
have your fun opening them, but I would say maybe stay away from these and, and not stay away from them in the short term, right? So like if you really want that Mewtwo, like, like I would, I would want that Mewtwo, give it time and, and see where these go because it's something kind of new and it just feels like, it feels like Sword and Shield's like, like parting gift. You know what I mean? Like, hey, we're almost done. Let's just go ahead and drop everything we should have dropped the last few years. And it may over, it may outshine Scarlet Violet. I don't know, but it's so odd that they just stuffed this thing when that's not what they do with every set. So uh, I got mixed feelings. I, th I think it's gonna be a great set. I think, I think it'd be really fun to open. I'm just, I fear for the secondary market and I fear for people who get too excited on these and pay too much money when if you just wait a few months, you you probably do a lot better. That's that's kind of where I was going at with this Cynthia's ambition and the release of this. And to me right now, I'm kind of more excited for this Crown Zenith than I am Scarlet Violet. However, however, that doesn't mean I just think Scarlet Violet, how do I say this? Scarlet Violet seems to have a better hit the ground running feel because it seems more people, I think the game actually, the video game um, did more sales than Sword and Shield. It's like the highest selling Pokemon game to date. So like, that's when I think like there are more people invested in Scarlet and Violet, even though Sword and Shield is going out with this, you know, Hey, by the way, I'm done now. And here's every card you could ever want in a set. So it's just, it's, it's an odd, odd thing to explain. I would just say like, as cool as this is, be careful. I'm not trying to be a hater. What I'm trying to say is just be careful. You don't need to overpay for this. But it, but obviously, if you get an opportunity to rip this stuff, have at it. You know, you got you got a puncher's chance to pull the best card at any given time. So, there you go. Cynthia's Ambition from Crown Zenith. It was revealed. They got more cards being revealed. And this is due on uh, January 20th. And then we already covered the products a few weeks back. Um, and those products will be released like in waves. I don't want to say waves, but certain products will be released from January through May. So they may like at this time put out these tins and then a few months later they might put out the collection pins, you know, they kind of move like that. Um, man. Looks great. You know, it looks great. Uh, I just didn't want to hype it up too much. That's, uh, you know, people were putting this stuff out three months ago. Like, Oh my God, you see this card? It's like, Come on, man. We're not touching it till January. Um, there you guys go. That's the Pokemon news this week. I got some more, more important stuff to talk about, though, with Yu-Gi-Oh! This, I am very excited for. Maybe the most exciting segment of the day. Here we go. Okay, there we go. Whoops, wrong screen. There we go. Uh, so, Yu-Gi-Oh! They got their 25th anniversary on the way, and... They are coming out swinging. Now, if you look at the picture over here, over here, right to the right, you see another legendary collection box. And, and if you've if you've played Yu-Gi-Oh before and you've done the whole Yu-Gi-Oh collecting thing, you're like, oh gosh, another collection box with more God cards, whatever. Hold on, hold on now. There's so much more to this than than we thought, and. While I'm excited about this collection box, because it's only going to be about 30 bucks, 32 bucks, that's great. Amazing. Um, but I think this, if you're a Yu-Gi-Oh! listener, you listen to this podcast for Yu-Gi-Oh! Or, or you're new here, and you haven't collected as much Yu-Gi-Oh! as you wanted, or maybe you're just now getting back into it, I would say that next year is the best year to start Yu-Gi-Oh! on the 25th anniversary. Uh, there is so much cool stuff going on. One thing in particular that I'm very excited for, we're going to talk about it right now. This comes from Bleeding Cool. Uh, pretty good TCG coverage here. But um, Konami reveals Yu-Gi-Oh! 25th anniversary sets. So we already know about this, right? Um, this big box right here is going to be released on April 19th of 2023. While the five boosters will be coming out between July 12th and 14th. And you're like, wait, what five boosters are we talking about? First... <laughs> First, let's talk about the box. Okay, the box is really cool. It's got this 25th anniversary stamp. 
Legendary Collection, you're going to get your God cards. Check this out. The first Legendary Collection is Reborn as a 25th Anniversary Edition. It contains six booster packs and six Ultra cards, including special variant cards of the most famous monsters from the original anime series. So this is a complete fan service. If you're an OG Yu-Gi-Oh fan, that we're going to give you OG cards. In addition to the six ultra rare cards, which include the highly requested and sought after original Egyptian God card promos, the 25th anniversary edition will include a seventh card. The seventh card will offer Duelist a sneak peek at a brand new rarity created just for the 25th anniversary celebrations. The quarter century secret rare. That is the rarity. Quarter century secret rare. Each legendary collection box will include one random Quarter Century Secret Rare version of the six variant special variant cards. You understand what I'm saying here? Every box is going to have a different card in it. That's amazing. There's six different ones. Everyone will get a different one. This is very, this reminds me very much of what Dragon Ball does, where their anniversary boxes, you get pretty much the same thing, but then there are a few things that are changed within each box to kind of make them unique in their own way. Here we go. Um, now, the 25th Anniversary Edition contains one pack of Legend of Blue Eyes, one pack of Metal Raiders, one pack of Spell Ruler, one pack of Pharaoh Servant, one pack of Dark Crisis, and one pack of Invasion and Chaos. You'll also get an Ultra Rare of Obelisk, an Ultra Rare of Slifer, an Ultra Rare of the Winged Dragon of Raw, Blue Eyes White Dragon, Dark Magician, Red Eyes Black Dragon, and then a Quarter Century Rare, which could be a randomly inserted of the six. Right? Insane. So. You're going to be getting legacy packs. Yes, they're reprints, but check this out. These are different. They got 25th anniversary stickers on them. They're going to be different than the 2017 reprints that we've been seeing. Okay? Here's the other part. This is the other part that's crazy about this. So that this is what's coming out April 19th. In July. In July, they will be re- Releasing these boosters. Blue Eyes, Legend of Blue Eyes, Metal Raiders, Spell Ruler, Pharaoh Servant, Invasion of Chaos. All the OGs, the, the, the big six. Um, or is that five? One, two, three, four, five. It might be five. Uh, <clears throat> but what, I, what I'm also seeing, though, is that there may be... I thought they had the other pack in there. Um... What's it called? Uh, Labyrinth of Nightmares? I guess not. It looks like they stop at Invasion of Chaos. But the thing about this is they're saying that they may even that there may even be like full on booster boxes of these 25th anniversaries packs. So like you could have a 25th anniversary LOB booster box. That's that's what I've read on a few things. I couldn't find anything that was like confirmed, but that's what I'm hearing. Like that you can literally just now they may just do the singles. I think that's pretty easy to under, to understand, but someone was talking about booster boxes. Um, and that would be absolutely nuts. Uh, and that's why I was saying, like, if you don't know where to start in Yu-Gi-Oh!, next year would be a great start with this. Save your pennies, buy a legendary collection, buy a few legendary collections, because you're gonna you can get different pools in each one, not not from just the booster packs, but because they introduced this new century rare, century secret rare. Um and, you know, there's, this is great. This is like a rebirth of all the OG Yu-Gi-Oh stuff. Um, and if you missed out on the first set of reprints, you now get a 25th anniversary reprint. And this is something you can rip through and not worry about, like, spending tons of money, right? Like, because if you bought a, if you bought a legit square logo, you know, LOB booster pack, you're probably not going to rip it open because you've assumed that it's light, and you're like, hey, I paid, you know, a couple hundred bucks for this pack. I'm not going to open it. But if you only paid, you know, four to six bucks for a booster pack, you're going to have a heyday and you're going to be able to pull all the original cards that you used to remember. And it's going to get you right back in the game. Um, so this is big, big for Yu-Gi-Oh. I think they needed an event like this. I had no idea that next year was the 25th. I feel like we were just doing. um, Like the 22nd or 23rd. I didn't realize that we just bypassed the 24th. Um, but yeah, big deal for Yu-Gi-Oh. I would love to see booster boxes. I'm telling you right now, 
if they made booster boxes of these, I'm going on the hunt for all of them. And I don't care if the reprints, they don't need to be valuable. It's just, I want this original artwork on a box sealed. I need it, right? Like that, that was what I want. I wanted this so bad. Like shoot, uh, fifth, sixth, seventh grade, like big Yu-Gi-Oh, huge Yu-Gi-Oh fan. Everyone was into it. People were stealing cards from each other. People were trading at school. It was great. Um, I remember kids, you know, getting like cards that I was like, dang, dude, how'd you get that? So rare. Uh, it's just a lot of nostalgia with these, with these packs and man, I'm looking forward to it. This is really big, um, really cool stuff for Yu-Gi-Oh. All right. That's the Yu-Gi-Oh news this week. Moving on to Dragon Ball this week. Here we go. If I can find the dang sample. Right, Dragon Ball this week, we got some news. We have news of a third God Rare. Now, you're probably tired of hearing about God Rares. I get it. They're super expensive, not attainable by most people. Um, and you're probably thinking like, no, they just, they just keep pumping these out because they know it makes them money. Well, that's part of it. You know, if you're a business, you're going you're gonna to do what encourages people to open the most amount of products possible. If you insert a God Rare... You can bet your butt that people are going to rip through anything and everything to try and pull that thing. Why not? You know what I mean? Um, but here's the good news. This actually comes from Zenkai Series 4. Uh, and that's, there's Zenkai Series 3, right? Fighter's Ambition, that was, uh, that didn't have a God Rare. You just had your Gohan Secret Rare. So now you have Zenkai Series 4 being produced. Let me get you over to the link here. And this is going to be coming out next year in June. So I'm giving you the, the six-month notice. Save your pennies because this one's going to be big. I think it's going to be very big. Um, I'm not going to read this. This is from Bleeding Cool. This is a big old, big old blurb here. Um, but the fourth Zenkai series will be containing a God Rare. And I want you to take a look at that artwork right there. You have Gohan, Super Saiyan 2, you have Cell, and you have a Mystery Man up front. They're still designing the box for that. I believe that's the premium pack, yeah. So, they are speculating that this is a Gohan, Super Saiyan 2 God Rare that they're going to be doing. Um, now, check this out. So, the God Rares, they are unbelievably rare. Unbelievably rare. There's no guarantee of a God Rare in a case of 12 booster boxes, which includes 288 packs. There's speculation that you get one every three cases, which leads these scarce cards to go for incredibly high values in the secondary market. There are only two God Rares in the hobby. You have your Bardock, you have Vegeta. Both highly successful cards, $2,000 a pop. Um, now we're getting the third one in June. It's an untitled set. We don't know. We just see that they're designing it with Gohan and Cell on the front. Um, and they're saying, you know, if, if we get the Super Saiyan 2 Gohan, it's ballgame. And I know a lot of people, a lot of guys, like a lot of guys in our Discord, they really love Teen Gohan. That's a big deal. Uh, so there's not much on this. I can't give you any more than this, but I would say that this may be, if it, if it is a Super Saiyan 2 Gohan, it's probably going to be greater than any God Rare we've seen. There's, I mean, who else would you put on there? Yeah, I mean, think about the Cell Saga. Who would you put on there? It's, it has to be Gohan. And that could be big. That could be huge. The only other thing I could, I could think it would be a God Rare is, is like something to the effect of Goku's sacrifice in the Cell Saga. That's, that's it. I don't see them going with any other character. If they go with the Android, it could be bad. Um, I don't see them throwing a villain on there. I mean, you have Vegeta on the first one. You have Bardock on the second. I don't see them throwing Cell. It's got to be Gohan. It's got to be. Um, but you never know. I mean, you look at Realm of the Gods. Vegeta was not on the cover art there. Um, you look at Dawn of the Z. 
you know, Bardock was not on the cover art of any of that. So maybe they pull a fast one and there's some characters that we don't know that would be on there. But, uh, you know, you can only go with what you got right here. And who knows? I mean, Bandai does this thing, though, where they'll put like three different movies and or series in the same set. So this could be Cell Saga. And then they could be like, oh, we're also going to put in, uh, you know, the Boo Saga cards. And we'll also put in cards from the Janemba movie. And like, that that's it. That's your set. They mix three different things together. So we could see something different. But that's what they're speculating. And uh, save your pennies. You should always have... It. If you want to step up your collecting game, you should always have a small chunk of change ready to roll when big opportunities come like this. Um. Especially if you're into Dragon Ball. If you're not into this stuff, don't worry about it. It's not a big deal. Okay, that's it for Dragon Ball this week. Moving on, we got we got something new for Greasy's Gaming Corner. We have CGC versus WADA. Here we go. All right, Greasy's Gaming Corner. I just realized there is no picture on my left-hand side. Sorry about that. Um, this is going to be interesting. So I had been talking to our discord mod chase, um, and he's been having a growing interest in grading cards, grading video games with CGC. And I was like, not doing that. I don't grade my cards with CGC. I don't like the grading standards at CGC because I've, I've cracked plenty of slabs. Uh, I've even been putting them on YouTube recently. Um, we're going to be regrading those cards through PSA, and we're likely going to take a downgrade. We're going to lose grades. Um, and people will say, that's stupid. Why would you do that? Um, well, because to me, it's not about getting the highest grade. It's about getting the most accurate grade, because the most accurate grade is going to give you the most value. And if you, if you have a terrible card inside of a high-grade slab, yeah, you might fool some people, but you can also get in trouble. You can also get tripped up, right? So... Me being who I am, I, I would hate to sell someone a CGC 9 that has a crease in it. And then my name gets stuck on that. Hey, this guy, Greasy, he sells cards that are bent. And it's like, look, that's not my fault. That's the grading company's fault. And you get in this whole thing of like, well, but you're into grading and, and, and you know how good cards can grade. And you always tell us, you know, buy the card, not the, not the grade. Like all that stuff starts going into play. And it's like, you sound like a hypocrite. So... That's why I stay away from CGC. It's like, and if I buy CGC, I'm cracking it and then I'm submitting it to PSA because I think I'm going to get a more accurate grade. There's more market information there, like all that stuff, right? But anyways, this is regarding video games. And I'm thinking, okay, you know, I've seen the cases. The cases don't look too bad. The CGC cases don't look bad at all. WADA, I have a WADA grade right up above me, my Halo game. I love it. Um, And we all know that WADA is also associated with PSA. So they kind of go hand in hand for me. It's like, all right, PSA, WADA, cool. Um, but then I started doing some digging. I was like, you know, I can't just, I can't just say like, I'm going to go with WADA and that's cool because I've only bought one graded game. I've done limited research. You, you guys have done it with me on the podcast, but I haven't done any, you know, we did, we did the, um, the other grading company. What were they called? <laughs> VGA or I don't know. They, they weren't that good. It was bad. Website was terrible to navigate. Very hard to get around. Um, but this is what I'm getting at. I went and did some digging on CGC's graded video games. Uh, and WADA's got some stuff to worry about. They got a lot of stuff to worry about. So check this out. These are the prices for graded video games uh, with WADA. Or with, the, with CGC, I'm sorry. So CGC video game grading tiers. Modern, sealed, or just the cartridge, $40 a game with a 30-day turnaround. And you get $2,500 of uh, declared value. Let's go ahead and hop over to WADA. WADA, $40 for a graded video game. However, 90-day turnaround, declared value less than 1000 bucks. So CGC is willing to give you another $1,500 in value and they give you 60 days faster on a turnaround. Now they're the same price, but we're talking time is money. 
Time is money. Nobody likes to wait. So CGC is selling the promise of quick turnarounds for the same price. Going to be tough. You look at retro sealed cartridge, right? Retro, 50 bucks a game, 30-day turnaround. Retro on WADA is $60 a game, less than $1,000, 90, day, 90 business days. So not only are they cheaper on retro, they're also three times as fast. Um, this, is, this is where things get sketchy because if you look at a lot of modern collectors, they value return time and the price of the grade. They're like, I want the cheapest grade in the fastest time possible. I get that. I, I think if you're a good company and you can pull that off, more power to you. But this is where, this is where I've gone. This is why I won't really, you know, what is in trouble? Because now it comes down to who's just better. That's what it's going to be. Um, WADA was obviously going to be, you know, they have, they got the first move. So that, that's a benefit, right? They're a first mover. Um, they've, they do have a larger fan base than CGC video games, right? However, PSA being the parent, that overshadows all of them. So it's like, look, PSA is the, the dad of WADA. CGC is just CGC by itself. So WADA's got like some legacy to, to it. Its prices are competitive, but the turnaround time isn't, and then the declared value per game is not competitive at all. So, the, so CGC is winning on the money and time aspect of this. Um, so this could be very intriguing. This could be very uh, attractive for sellers because sellers are like, I need to burn, turn and burn, and I need to be able to get the most amount of money back to me as soon as possible. You tell me I can get a grade a game for 40 bucks and turn it into a $2,500 bill, I'm going to go with you, especially when I can get it back within a month. Wada's like, hey, we're, we're giving you games that are less than a thousand bucks at the same price and three times as slow. That's tough. The only thing, the, this is what, I'm not picking a side here. What I'm saying is this is where it comes down to just who's better, who's got the better standards. And this will happen over time. It's not, it's not flashy. It's not cool. It's not cool to say, but this is where if you're good at what you do, you will outlive people who are trying to undercut you, right? So CGC is clearly going right after WADA. And that's what you have to do when you're a new guy. You have to go right at them. Um, but if your quality of work isn't there, you're going to lose respect very fast. And I think you look at what CGC did in 2020, right? Came out of nowhere. We're going to give you faster return times. We're going to give you harsher grades, right? That's what quote unquote harsher grades. Uh, and people bought the sauce. Comes out, CGC is putting out lesser grades, right? They even came out and said that they're going to water it down so that you can have your 9.5s and be happy about life. Um, that's not good, you know, because you always something we learn in the military, you always want to make things, you always want to have the ability to make things more strict, but you don't go back. You don't backtrack. You don't ever get worse. <laughs> you don't ever make things less strict. It's just like, look, we can stay where we're at or we can tighten it down, but we don't ever backtrack. Um, and CGC, you know, that it's kind of, to me, it just hurts their credibility. I would have much rather them kept the, the awe of like, Hey, um, we're the hardest graders around and whether that's true or not, it's, it, that's not for me to debate, but like, had they kept to that, there's some respect there. People were like, that myth is still alive. Now you just open up your grading business for video games and you have to prove to people, you're going to have to prove that your grades are accurate or what is going to eat you up. Um, and to be honest, their cases look almost the same now. Uh, the cases are very close. Uh, you know, I'm biased. I like WADA. Um, but their cases look identical. Like, they look almost the same. The label's just slightly different. Obviously, you have the blue color with CGC. Um, but this is going to come down to standards. And this is this is something that time will tell. So, like, 
tread lightly with the CGC graded video games. I went on eBay. I saw like, I think as soon as I searched CGC graded video game, there was like 71 listings. You go to WADA graded video games, there's like 10x that amount. Um, so WADA's, you know, obviously more popular and that's, that's going to be because it's older. It's been there first. Um, there's more people that have used the service. Uh, but WADA's got to be careful because if it comes out that CGC has better, more accurate grades, you're done. You're going to have to drop your prices. You're going to have to work on your turnaround times. And like, and PSA can do that. I think they have the money to allocate that and, and scale that up. Uh, but at their current rate of growth, I don't know. Um, and CGC could just swallow them up. And CGC does that. You know, they become more credible in the graded video games. They become more credible in the grading cards. Uh, graded, grading, trading cards. Oh, my gosh. There's something in my eye. I can't think. Um, there's a lot. There's a lot to think about here. Um, I'm not completely sold on the CGC stuff, but I can tell you I was surprised at these prices and the turnaround times. Like, it's impressive. They're really trying. They're really trying, and that that is respectable. Um, so that's something I'm going to be looking at. I'll have to report more as I find out. Uh, maybe we can find some videos on YouTube of people actually reviewing this product and seeing like, hey, this is what WADA's got going on. This is what CGC's got going on. But as it stands right now, like WADA's at a place like, like for me, because I'm not deep, because I'm not deep into grading video games, I'm just barely getting started. This is like a tipping point. It's like, you know, you got, you got WADA, you got CGC, and, and it could go either way for me. It could go either way. I have a preference, but I could go either way because I haven't really started going one way yet. Uh, you know, if I had 10, 15 graded video games from WADA, I might be like, no, I'm WADA for life. But CGC comes in and you see this, you know, this is attractive. So this is what people want to see. No one wants to see that their game's going to be gone for three months. Nobody wants to see that. Um, so, man, a lot to think about. I'm not sure, but uh, pretty cool. Pretty cool for CGC to do that. And um, I'm excited to see what happens. All right. That's it for Greasy's Gaming Corner this week. Moving on to Gengar's Grabs. Here we go. All right, Gengar's Grabs, this is the last segment of the day. And this segment is all about you guys. So if you are new, you have no idea what I'm talking about, Gengar's Grabs is a segment where I share uh, my five favorite picks of the week uh, that cards from cards that you guys bought. And you're like, well, how do you know what cards we bought? We have a Discord. It's free to join at any time. You can click the links in any of our videos, join the Discord, or email me at thepokytowerpodcast at gmail.com. I'll get you in. Come hang out. It's just a club. It's all it is. Uh, you'll also get updates on our box breaks. You'll get updates when I'm giving stuff out for free. You also get to talk to me real time and any other collectors in there. You can share all your stuff. That's what it's there for. Very fun. Um, but here we go. We're going to get into uh, the sauce here. I totally forgot to animate this. I'm sorry. That's, that's, on, my, that's on me. Here we go. Here's our top five picks this week. We have number five, Matt from Pallet Town. He's got some Dragon Ball Super secret rares. Matt has very interesting taste. I can tell you that. He's, he's got some, he's showing off some EX hollows prior uh, to this. He had some Gohan Beast stuff. He's got some cool looking stuff. Um, so I'm excited to see more stuff from him and when he gets these graded too. Number four this week. Lone Wolf, a.k.a. AKA Ivan. Now, Ivan won our 12 Days of Breaks last week. So he got a Rainbow Charizard. He got uh, um, some Full Art Trainers. He got a Dark Magician. He got all kinds of stuff. Ivan won big last week. Um, and I think his bag that he got may even had a free slabs put in there too. So he did really well. But he also got a, a present from his brother. And it was primarily some uh, Umbreon cards, right? So... You can't see the other two on the right here, but he's got an Umbreon uh, VMAX. He's got an Umbreon Trainer Gallery. He's got a PSA 8 Mewtwo from Shining Legends. And then uh, the other one, I cannot remember. Can't remember. Um, but solid cards, and it was a Christmas gift. I thought that was cool. I, I had no idea that Ivan was into... Oh, it was a Darkrai, Darkrai Umbreon promo. The really cool textured one uh, from those boxes that they had a while a while back. Um, 
a lot of Umbreon stuff. I was like, that's kind of cool. I didn't know Ivan liked Umbreon so much. Um, number three this week, we got Nick Byrne. This is a PSA 10 Go Gohan and uh, Piccolo secret rare from Ultimate Squad. Looks better in person than it does online. I'll tell you that. Um, nice looking card. And I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see where the Gohan market goes in the next year or two. Because there's a lot. I, I think there's more Gohan fans than there are Vegeta fans. And Vegeta does very well in the trading card game. So, like, we'll see, right? Uh, number two this week, we got Judas. Jude, that's his, he has a new name every week. Uh, but this is Chris, uh, Chris Stoppoli. And he got a brand, it looks like a brand new uh, Behumon. Behumon from uh, Digibattle Series 5. It's a hollow, very clean looking card. Uh, he'll probably grade 8 or 9, I bet. And he'll do really well. He might get a 10, I don't know. Uh, but it looks really nice. It looks really fresh. So I'm surprised he got that. Um, and then number one this week, Jay Parks. This is our buddy from Canada. He got two, uh, looks like a base set two cards, Blastoise and Venusaur. And he bought them on a whim. Um, I think he got them at a card shop for a hundred bucks on the spot. Like, and he was like, the condition was even better than I thought. And that's, that's just a dream come true when you walk into that stuff and, like short fuse like hey i got cards you want to look and you're like i didn't really get to look at it but um that price sounds good boom and you're like oh my gosh condition came out even better than i thought um that's good stuff uh base set two has rose so much in value since i started buying stuff i don't have any base set two um because i was focusing on fossil and you know all the other sets base set two has gone up way more than when if when i first started looking at it and it's it's crazy because you know they are reprinted cards i get it but the the foil patterns are different than the original. So that's something it has. And then the one thing I really like about base set two is the um the artwork on the booster packs. I think they're actually better than the base set booster packs. So you have Charizard, Venusaur, Blastoise, right? But the Gyarados, uh, Raichu, Mewtwo, Pidgeot, like artworks, and then they have like yellow, red, blue. Looks really nice. They just pop differently. Um, that's something that's cool about base set two. I think it has a better sealed appeal on the on the booster packs um but there you guys go that's our top five this week sorry i didn't organize them i usually do like a an animation to play all five in order but obviously i didn't okay there you guys go that is it for episode 115 of the poke tower podcast thank you guys for watching please like the video share subscribe it's absolutely free just like joining our discord you can join it for free you'll have a lot of fun in there it's great um, click the links in any of our videos. And last thing, if you like the podcast this much, you can actually support every month by donating as little as 99 cents by clicking the link that says support this podcast. That's it guys. Thank you guys for watching. I will see you next week for episode 116. Peace.